listening to the Tell Me About It podcast, Hot Tub Hot Takes Edition. In this season, join Sarah, Liz, and some special guests as they take on some hot topics that may have you thinking, are they really about to go there? And the best part, every conversation will happen in the brand new Chosen Girl Hot Tub. Join us in the hot tub every Tuesday where opinions will be left out to dry and new perspectives are encouraged and welcome. And if you find yourself fired up about these hot takes, be sure to subscribe and leave a five-star review in your podcast app of choice. So grab your Chick-fil-A sweet tea and swimsuit and let's get this party started. Hot Tub Hot Takes is a division of the Chosen Girl Tell Me About It podcast and is not meant to display or support any exclusive opinion on matters discussed in the hot tub. The content of this podcast is not intended to replace time spent in the word. The side effects of this podcast may include, but are not limited to, increased humility, compassion, participation in discipleship, and increased appetite for God's truth. Listeners are cautioned to avoid hateful conversation, wreaking havoc on social media, and or opinionated ranting upon listening. We recommend doses of thoughtful reflection and respect on disagreements instead. Chosen Girl acts as an advocate to many sides of different coins and hopes to ultimately seek truth and spur transformation of common misconceptions. Always consult your primary grace provider and seek the wisdom and counsel of the Holy Spirit over popular culturally natural opinion. Thank you for listening. Results may vary. <gasps> wow. We're live. We have new mics. Ah. I hope y'all can tell. We're very excited. Just Chosen Girl ASMR. <laughs> <laughs> That cost extra. That's <laughs> that's that's guac <laughs> at Chipotle for real. Literally, I, I laugh because my niece Kara, who I love so much, loves ASMR, and I'm like, oh, yeah, sis. And we'll just be like, girl, we can watch whatever you want. And she turns it on. I'm like, Kara, we can watch anything you want, but we can't watch that. <laughs> and Liz can't handle. Yeah, I'm like, I got you. Got about two videos worth in me, and then I'm like. Turn it off. Honestly, can we have Carol on the podcast? Oh my gosh. <laughs> She's like, hey guys, welcome back to my channel. Yes. Yes. <laughs> she. This is Kara's world and we're just living in no, it. No, really though. <laughs> Y'all have got to meet Kara one day. She is everything to me. <laughs> she is a hoot and a half. So funny. Well, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, guys, we are so excited to be near the hot tub, not inside. It would have been a perfect day for the hot tub today. It really would have. It's a crisp fall day here in Middle Tennessee. Let me tell you, I, I know that we were talking about earlier what we did today, and y'all know that we often are recording on Sundays for release on Tuesday, but a nice Sunday, you know, after um, after church, got out in the yard and cleaned mm-hmm. up my garden boxes and planted some tulips that'll bloom in late spring and made, some, you. made some short ribs, you know, just oh, had them curly. going all day. It was, it was a vibe. Yes. Fall is here. The high today was like 72. Yeah. Oh, it was just. Not as Southerners being like, the high was 72. And <laughs> Actually, wait, is the high 72 tomorrow or was the high today like 65? I don't know, but it was really nice today. It was in that family. But it got down to the 40s last night. <gasps> I woke up this morning. Was your house a little chill? It was chilled. Love. She was a frosted glass. Beautiful. Yes. It was a good feeling. But I hope y'all love these new mics. We needed a new setup because we're having so many guests on, like mm-hmm. in person, not just on Zoom. And and our new little um, mechanism will help with Zoom quality as well. Mm-hmm. Y'all have really been bearing with us the past three years as we navigate the world of podcasting. But um, we've got some some good mics. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Chosen yes. Girl. Um, and we are bringing you another hot take. And next week, hopefully, the kind, kind electrician will be here and we'll we'll be back in the hot tub next week to talk about 
more hot takes. Well, with more friends. It's going to be so with good. more hot friends. Hot friends in the hot tub <laughs> for some hot takes. Absolutely. Hot, so hot, 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 feeling hot, hot, hot. That's right. Um, so today we're talking about um, guilty by association. Who is in your crew? Yes. Um, like, I love that we're talking about this. And you brought up a really valid point about our conversation with Taylor last week, which y'all know Taylor was so great to have on the pod. And she brought up some really valid points about um, being a low, like a low risk, a low stakes friend. Yes. If y'all don't know what we're talking about, you got to go back. That's right. Go That's on right. back. And just the fact that now we're talking about like who is in your crew, who's in your circle, doesn't matter. Um, how do we cultivate, curate all those things? And do it well. Yeah. And I think that a big uh, cliche or maybe taboo topic to talk about in Christian culture is, do we hang out with quote unquote sinners? (laughs) Like the answer? Yes. For we are all quote unquote sinners. (laughs) But y'all know what I'm talking about. People talking about... um, Mixing in people who believe differently than you do, Mm -hmm. who have different lifestyles than you do, who, oh, let's go there, who subscribe to a different religion than you do, who, you know, just any kind of different beliefs or anything like that. If y'all hear Coke Collins, he's crying in my bedroom. So (laughs) sorry about that. But, um, but anyway, a lot of hot topic questions that people have that really get people's panties in a wad. They really do. And one of the questions that I like just out the gate, I know we did not talk in depth about all of these things, but the first question that I have for you is like, okay, what was your first experience having someone who was like, not like you or not like your friend group become your friend and, and suddenly be like in your inner circle? Yeah. So we had very similar childhoods mm-hmm. in a lot of ways growing up in a bubble, mm-hmm. what I would call it. Like, the people that you went to church with were also the people that you went to school with and the people that you went to school with, your parents knew their parents Mm -hmm. a lot of the time. And your teacher might be your cousin or your uncle or your dad's best friend from high school or any of those things. Like everybody's famous in a small town. So it really wasn't until other than like, I mean, you think back to like elementary things, but the first time that I remember cognitively being challenged And like, I really like this person and I want them to be my friend. Mm -hmm. Yet I do not agree with them. It was probably my junior year of high school. Okay. I became friends with um, a person who was agnostic Mm -hmm. and we were very close. We had all of our classes together. So, you know, how it is in a small school, in a small town, really your schedule is up to your guidance counselor. Therefore, your friends are up to your guidance counselor in a lot of ways. (laughs) So um, we had like every class together. We're in like honors English, chemistry, like everything together. And I remember we bonded over Jane Austen. I mean, there's nothing that brings people together like the Bennett sisters and Mr. Dark. RC and Emma and persuasion and all of those things. So, um, all of that to say the point that I said last week as well, we're so much more alike than we realize. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, back then I do think that I was, I know, I don't think I know well, I've talked about this, that I was much more of a judgmental person than mm-hmm. I am now. Thank you, Jesus. We love growth. Yes. Recovering judger. And, um, 
I remember immediately like getting on my little Jesus high horse and starting to be like, well, do you want to go to church with me? Like, but not in a, <laughs> what maybe what I thought was a welcoming way, but probably came across to them as like, you crazy preacher girl, like preacher's daughter. Like I'm not coming to your church. Well, anyway, they did come to my church Love and, that. um, ended up being in youth group together. And we had like very open conversations about why they believed what they believed. They yeah. had a completely different childhood and background than I did and, and went through things that I could not understand. Mm-hmm. And I had a couple of breakdowns with this person. Um, me being like very humbled by hearing their testimony of why they believed what they believed and their Mm -hmm. experience. Um, And even their curiosity of like, Hey, I'm not saying I don't believe in anything. I believe in something. I'm just not sure if it's Jesus. Mm -hmm. That's, that was their POV. And so I remember having a few little minty bees on them about like, I'm so afraid, like for your soul. Like, I just want you to experience Mm -hmm. Jesus the way that I have, not in the way that he's necessarily been presented to you. And so where I had not, maybe maybe had like a rose rose colored lens of the Christian faith and like couldn't see how anyone could think badly of the Christian faith at that point in time. I hadn't lived enough life to realize like, hey, we look to Jesus as our example, not as other people. Up until that point I'd had people model Christianity pretty well for me. Mm-hmm. He had not had the same um experience. And so um just kind of having real conversations with him, like opening up to him, like, Hey, I, I am afraid for your soul. Like I do love you. I do consider you a close friend and I have so much fun with you. And, and the conversation always ended at, thank you so much for telling me that. I really appreciate you telling me that. And so, uh, that, that's as far as it went. And we were still able to talk about pride and prejudice and music and, books and life and funny things that happened in class. And, and I never knew whatever came of his spirituality. Wow. And I still don't to this day, haven't talked to that person in a, like a decade. Oh my gosh. But I'm sure if I saw them on the street, I mean, we'd give each other a hug, catch up, ask how each other was, but it, I, I learned through being friends with that person that, that you are able to mm-hmm. f- befriend and not only coexist, but really love and admire someone who doesn't believe the same way that you do. Yeah, that's so true. I think there, there's so much value when when you have a moment when you um, <clears throat> get to actually meet somebody and welcome them into your life and you get to be a part of their life. Yes. And, rec- and also recognize that we believe very different things. Absolutely. And still having the heart that's willing to say like, Hey, I, I, I want to invite you. I want to invite you. I'm here to answer your questions. Like, this is not a scary place, all yeah. the things. But also there's such, on the flip side, there's such a growing moment um, to, to see the humanity in that person that you love. Yes. And, and despite them not agreeing with you, loving them anyways. Yeah. As we should. Like, <laughs> it should yes. not be a second period. Like, nope. Don't believe that. Can't love you. Um, and how, how you respond to that. Like, I, I love, I love your story of also the self-realization of old habits that we've had. I don't know. What was it about being like a Christian in the early 2000s? And then you look back and you're like, cringe. Just a little bit. I was bit. very like, Not about being a Christian, Christian but so- soldier. 
<laughs> like, which is now like approaching that in a different way. Like, of course I do want to serve for the kingdom. Yes. But, um, I think that, I think that I, I was just so hell bent on doing that, that the impact was lost in the intent or the mm-hmm. intent was lost in the impact sometimes. Mm. And maybe I'm being a little bit hard on myself too, but I look back at like my methods at that point in time of like, Oh, I would never dress like that. Or I would never say those things or I would never X, Y, or Z. And I'm like, that isn't what defines my spirituality. Right. You know, what defines your spirituality is one, what you believe in the gospel Mm-hmm. the gospel that you subscribe to and to how you live that out and love others and love God and love yourself. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I have to ask you the same question now. What was your first experience with um, someone that either believed different than you or like had a completely different lifestyle than you? Oh my goodness. Um, I would probably say I was in, I was probably in college, mm-hmm. not necessarily the first experience that's, but one of the first big ones was when I was a freshman in college and um, this person is still a friend of mine to this day, but realizing that they their experience with church was very different than mm-hmm. my experience with church and that there had been some church hurt there. That was like the first time I've heard of anyone leaving their church because they'd been hurt. Like in, in the community, which I grew up, I was just very fortunate to be around people who like were generationally involved with their church. Like no one ever left. Um, and so for them to be like, yeah, we used to, but then I got bullied at church and the girls were not nice to me and they would talk about, talk about me behind my back. And like, it just became a toxic environment and I no longer, it just was not something that made sense for me. So eventually we just stopped going. And that was like, the first, just like, oh my gosh, you mean to tell me that there are Christians out here, like Bible believing Christians who are making people feel this uncomfortable that they leave church? It really does make me sick to my stomach. I mean, it was just like a a brand new revelation. I mean, for you, as you get older, you know, you just realize more and more about the human condition. And at that point it was just like a little bubble had been popped about like, not that I was ever believing that like, oh, all Christians are perfect and can do no wrong. But it was to the point of like, you mean to tell me that there were Christians out there that were not realizing and self-actualizing and aware enough of their own Mm. actions to impact, to recognize their own shortcomings enough to fix them before they impacted the life of somebody else, especially when it came to their involvement in church. That's what baffled me. And you know that it's so different thinking about meeting someone who has their own maybe internal sin Mm -hmm. is what you could call that, but then meeting believers that sin against other people so openly is I'm sure what really threw you for a loop. It did. It really did. Um, And so getting to have like that kind of relationship where recognizing where they didn't they, they knew about Jesus, all the things, but it was just very diff- distant. Um, and even getting to a point where we are today, like we're still very good friends, but they're not, um, they're not Bible believing people. Like they have had, they've been hurt even more times since that initial um, instance. Yeah. And over the years, and, and we recently got, I say recently, it's been a few months, but got to visit one another and to talk about that very openly and just be like, Hey, I'm, I'm really sorry that that happened. Like it, that is not what being a Christian is about. That's not what the gospel's about, Right. but we are very flawed and sinful people and we do flawed and sinful things. Yeah. 
and, um, and just, and it's not a moment of not, you're not trying to change their heart, you know? Yeah. And it's a moment of saying, Hey, I just, I know that you, how you feel. And I want to like recognize how you're feeling and your lived experience. And I want to be here for you. If you have ever have questions about the faith or about in the Bible, Jesus, you just need a friend. You need a prayer, regardless if you believe in it or not, I will still be here for you right. to be that person. But it was, again, just recognizing that someone had been hurt by the church or by the people in when I say big, big C church right. multiple times. I could understand why someone didn't, may not have wanted to be a part of the Christian faith. Like fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Yeah, And it's like, Wow, that really and the, breaks my heart. And the thing is, too, as we're talking about this, I mean, I I will not open up this can of worms. We're just going to look at the jar. Okay, um, respect to say that this even gets into like predestination questions of <sighs> whose ears are open, whose eyes are open, whose hearts are open. Girly, you know, <laughs> not the p word. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> dun dun dun. <laughs> Um, so yeah, but anyway, so that's just a, a whole nother conversation no, too. Yeah. I mean, it's but, interesting to like, we've had conversations oh, yeah. and like, but the thing is, is our, us and our friends and it's, yes. it's wild. I'm like, I hope we get a chance to talk. I think we were, we're planning to talk about it. Are we? Yeah. I think we are. I think so. Yeah. But it's it's going to be so good, but long story short. Yeah, we are. Okay. Um, go ahead. I'm just, I'm excited for, if nothing else, for our listeners just to hear, not even necessarily a brand new perspective, but just thinking about who we're trying to open up our our crew, open up our lives, our hearts to. Um, and because I think that there's also, I like to think of like friendship has tears. Like there's, it's impossible for every person in your life to be in your inner circle. Totally. And it's impossible for you to be a good friend to all people at, on too many people on different levels. Like you yeah. can have, I mean, realistically you have probably like five very, very close friends, people in right. your life, um, in your inner, inner circle. And then like your bigger one probably has, you know, I don't know, five to seven more. And then you expand that and you've got like 15, like kind of, and then you've got, you've got acquaint acquaintances. Right. And so, whereas I believe that we are called, you know, to be a disciple, it's a relationship building that relationship with our friends, with new people, you know, and not yes. being afraid to reach out and let somebody else in. Cause that can be scary and vulnerable. Like, yes. oh my gosh, I'm like, am, am I going to bump this person up through the ranks to like, to the inner, <laughs> inner circle? They're about to know my dirty secrets. But on the flip side of that is like, that also takes a level of discernment. Absolutely. Because not everybody that we, that we meet, regardless of if they share like our, our values and things, need to be in that level. And it's not saying that we can exclude anyone. They're like, they don't completely agree with me. Kick them out. They're like, you're off like Abby Lee. Like you're good. Yes. I'm waiting for you to be great. Like it's not, <laughs> it's not one of those moments. And I think that's what can be really scary because it's not a cookie cutter situation. That is so true. And I think that, I think that there's a lot of things to gain from other, from just having fellowship with people in general, whether mm -hmm. that's first tier, second tier, third tier friends, like you're talking about, like even looking at your distance and frequency in mm -hmm. which you're talking to people, communicating with people. But I, th I think that something so important that I needed to realize that that has been pointed out several times to me throughout my life so far is that non-Christian people 
are not necessarily morally bad people. Say it again for yes. I'm like for the people in the back, like yes. And that like is obviously true. I want them to know Jesus very deeply. Yes. But I remember that now y'all y'all gonna think I'm making this up. I'm not. In my small town USA, I went to high school with this girl. I had no idea till one day she just like whispers to me. Like I, I had many classes with this girl. Mm-hmm. I thought she was a little odd, but you know, me too. Yeah. Same. Um, she whispers to me, she goes, do you know what I am? I said, I, you're like a human. I, yeah. Like, are you going to tell me like, what do you, okay. And she goes, I am a Wiccan. Me and my, my sister and my mom, we are, you're practicing Wiccans. I had to literally Google what Wiccan meant. So like, that's like a type of witch. Yeah. Belief thing. Yeah. Literally the most decent and nicest girl. Like, history for a loop. Wow. Like, literally such a nice girl. And so I really do think that these people have been sprinkled all throughout my life to show me, like, obviously, I, I do not wish for her to practice witchcraft. I hope she did not practice any on me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Be like, that's why I thought she was so nice. I was under a spell. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> And she was, and she was very quick to tell me, like, I do not practice anything. Like, I, I have no evil intent. Like, I was like, oh, okay, girl. Yeah. Like, th- thank you for telling me. Question mark. Like, I really don't know what to say after this big reveal. But, but all of that to say, no matter what sin is your pet peeve sin, mm-hmm. whether that is the stereotypical Christians hating on anyone with a different sexual orientation other than same-sex marriage, mm-hmm. whether that is someone who is pro-life, pro-abortion, anything like under the sun, just because someone does not subscribe to the exact belief that you do does not make them a bad person unless they are are really practicing evil things. Yeah. Because <laughs> in reality, if you look at our heart condition before Jesus, we are all like the worst Oh, yes. So We're, that's really important to remember. It, humility. Going back to our very first episode. <sighs> Say it again. I'm yeah. like, humility just keeps, it just keeps coming up every single episode of the season. Yeah. Because it is a nice reminder that all have sinned and fallen short. And we, who are we to, to point out the speck of dust in someone else's eye with the plank in our own? Yeah. And it's, and it, I think it even gets harder every day because it becomes normalized. Yeah. I mean, how often do we see people doing that? I mean, and I, and I even getting into like a little bit of cancel culture, which I think directly impacts like who we're willing to open our arms to. Like, what do you, when, when someone makes a major mistake, how long are they canceled for? That's a thought that has crossed my mind mm. this week. I think honestly, full transparency inspired by a BuzzFeed article, but <laughs> nonetheless, the thought is I'm like, someone has made a mistake in the, and even if they made a, a grave, grave mistake, Are they, do we, do we lock them? Do we put them in that box for forever that they can never be any better, that they cannot grow, Mm. they cannot try to move past it. And I think that by us being so rigid in that, we can be rigid against people's actions, but I think we get into really dangerous and slippery slope when we think we start normalizing, like blocking off those people. Mm, That's so true. And saying that, no, they're, they are a lost cause. 
Because I don't know about you, but I serve a God who said, you are not a lost cause. Right. He went out and found that last one out of the, the 99. 90, uh-huh. The one. He said, yeah. you, are, you are worth it. And yeah. He, and how do, we show, how do we show his love and his grace and his mercy and God's character if we're not willing to say, hey, I know you made a mistake. I just want to let you know, I still see you and I value you as a person. Yeah. I, I think that cancel culture has become something that it should have never been in the first place. Mm-hmm. And it really has diluted the meaning of like what the original definition probably meant in culture. Mm-hmm. And I really think that whenever we create a boundary with anyone, because cancel culture is a type of boundary. Yeah. Yeah. It could be a very toxic boundary. True. I think that when we do that, it has to be situational. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking of several examples. So like, let's talk like personally first, if a person has sinned against you, we are called to forgive that person. Yeah. One, because it's a command. Two, because it's for us. And three, because grace, okay, for mm-hmm. them as well. There's enough. If someone has sinned against us, that's what we're called to do. If that person continues a pattern, like, I, I don't even want to call it canceling them. I'm calling that, like, healthy boundaries and separation yes. for self-preservation and for the sake of not like destroying or adding any more toxicity to yourself or relationships in your life. Oh yeah. I mean, Jesus believed in boundaries. Absolutely. And that's one of the beautiful, I know we've talked about this on other seasons too, but I think that that's just such a beautiful lesson that we see. The first thing that comes to mind is thinking about, um, I think it's a sermon on the Mount when, um, they cross over and they've got, he's like, he's like, I've got to go be by myself. Yes. Like we didn't, we didn't did this. We didn't did the miracle. I I need to go spend some time with the father and be by myself and recoup, regenerate, yeah. take some rest, um, rest in him. And, uh, and then when later, that's when we see the, the walking on the, on the water. But what I'm thinking about is like that boundary of saying like, geez, like I want nothing more than to be with, with you all and to share God's truth and to heal. And, but I know where my limits are. And I need to respect this so that I can continue to do the work that I've been called yes, and set to do. Absolutely. And I think that in that in that lesson, when for him it was his he was serving. He was doing what he was supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. But even he recognized that he needed to set a boundary in place. Absolutely. And I think that boundary is a real big keyword here with hanging out with people that differ in, differ in beliefs than you. Because I think back to something that my grandmother told me that was really wise in high school. She would always say often, birds of a feather flock together. Mm-hmm. And that's true. People who are alike do find each other. And people who you associate with, people will also associate you with the same tendencies, mm-hmm. habits, things like that. So that that is important for how we represent the banner of love and the banner of the gospel of Jesus. But I remember the first time I was ever judged for hanging out with someone who had a past that was very um, publicized mm-hmm. in our town and someone made an assumption of me that I did those types of things that this person did Wow! because I hung out with them. And I remember thinking immediately thoughts of panic at first, like, oh, no, I don't do those things. But I thought, you know, I know I do not do those things with this person. I know that I am trying to plant seeds in this person's life. Mm-hmm. And this person is not who I go to for godly counsel. 
Mm-hmm. So how this is my question for the for the audience. How else is someone supposed to see how a believer functions mm-hmm. in society if they are not ever spending quality time with a believer that is trying to function the best they can in society the way that God would want them to? Okay. And that's not an excuse or a cop out. And I think that when our listener would know that it's an excuse or cop out is when you are starting to become, to become more influenced mm-hmm. in things that you know you should not be doing or saying or experiencing mm-hmm. that don't align with the word of God or with what the Holy Spirit's telling you to do. When you are starting to be influenced for the negative, that is when that is not working anymore. Right. Like the period. So people, and and I hate that one apple spoils the whole bunch of like, I'm just hanging out with them to be a good example. Okay, baby. But if you're being like drugged down, mm-hmm. then that, then you are not the example. Yeah. You are the, the subject yeah. in, in the example. Yeah. So, yeah. um, I, I, I really conflict with that because I do believe that birds of a feather flock together and, mm-hmm. and do hear that my inner circle of people are people who I know that when I ask them to pray, they're praying. Mm-hmm. And when I go to them for godly advice, they are seeking out truly what they feel is the best solution to give me advice on that mm-hmm. in according to living according to the word of God. But also best believe I hang out with so many people that I do not agree with. Yeah. And I'm able to see their perspective and love them better. Yeah. And realize just, you know, it's almost like an elitism that comes with only hanging out with people like you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like you think, Mm -hmm. oh, my ideas are higher. My thoughts are higher. And that's exactly what God tells us not to think. You, it's easy to become an echo chamber. <laughs> yes. And even thinking about how the Pharisees and Sanhedrin and like all these people like Sadducees, like they were in a true echo chamber and it happens and you don't have to be in high power to be in one. That's right. But there's so much, there's so much that you learn from people that have different experiences from different places and different walks of life. For me, it, it showed more of who God was. By getting to see those variety of experiences and recognizing his love for us. Yes. And it may, you know, I think back to your friend who experienced church hurt. How are we ever, how does one ever improve anything if they're only hearing the good parts of themselves? That is so prideful of us to assume that if we don't broaden our horizons and diversify our circle to be open to the critique, be open to the criticism. Like if, if it is only an echo chamber, like how in the world do we see the oppressed? How in the world do we see the perspectives? We don't. Well, I think, I mean, a big part of, of being willing to open up your circle, I think comes with your comfortability to being uncomfortable, you know? Yes. If you're not willing to be in a moment where you don't, you may not have the right answer. Yeah. I remember being in high school <clears throat> in your book and someone's asking me like, every, everybody knew I was a Christian. And she was like, oh, well, what about that story where Jesus killed all these children in the Bible? And I said, I don't have an answer. I'm just yeah. going to have to go back and look it up and come get back with you. And that's okay. Absolutely. 
But we we have to stop being afraid of those moments. Yeah, I completely agree. And and something else that I was going to say about boundaries earlier, um, kind of touched on accountability. I'm trying to think of what I was talking about. Anyway, <laughs> that happened the last podcast too. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, I got it. So give me like five seconds and I'll remember it. But um, a question for you, Liz. Okay. Are you good? <laughs> Y'all, I'm trying not to cough so bad, but there's the worst tickle in my throat. Why don't you just go ahead? Here, we'll both cover our mics right now. Okay. Crying for you trying to hold it in for the last two minutes. I noticed your eyes watering, and I was like, "Is this just a really moving episode?" <laughs> Not the seasonal allergies. I'm no, like, seriously. Okay, I'm so sorry, y'all. Okay, so talk, we've talked about the first time we've experienced this, what we've gained from that, from mm-hmm. having people who are different in our circle. Yes. Um, we've talked about maybe the dangers of being influenced in the opposite direction right. that we need to be going. Um, and then we talked a little bit last week about how to diversify our circles. But I think that it's important in saying that, in looking for people or, or just like living life and people will find you and you will find people. Uh-huh. It's very, I didn't go seeking agnostic people or <laughs> homosexual people or. God will put them in your path. Uh, they just, they just yeah. showed up. Yeah. And I literally love them so much <laughs> and I'm so glad they showed up. Yes. Um, But what are some things that you would, some advice that you would give I know we've talked about humility to people that when I say words like that, like even meeting people, you know, in college who I became friends with who practice Hindu faith, um, people who don't believe in anything, um, you know, people who really are on the opposite end of the spectrum of what we believe, whether it's morally or religiously, what steps could we, could the listener take that kind of wince when they hear some of those words in softening our hearts to people? Yeah. And also realizing like, we're not telling you to be besties with everybody. In fact, like you can't, like you just said. Yeah. So what steps can we take to soften our hearts and open our eyes to people? Obviously the first thing I always think about is just like prayer. Just ask, asking God to be like, you know what, God, Break my heart for what breaks yours, but open my heart to see the beauty of the world and the place that you've put me in. Yeah. Help me to see you in in every moment, in every person, recognizing their humanity and recognizing that they are people that you love. Help me to love them, God. Absolutely. And when you stop thinking about someone as, as solely a choice, like you chose whether that's like their sexual orientation or they chose their religion or they chose just a poor judgment of words that they said that one time. Right. Which we're all guilty of doing. Totally. But when we stop looking at that person as just that thing or decision and start looking at them as a whole person. Yes. God, help me to see that this is a person who has real feelings, a real emotion, like real emotions, real past a real future experiences. Yes. And who has lived a life and we just happen to give a chance to cross paths. Having that perspective changes a lot. How you, how you want to be, to be perceived, how you're stepping a foot forward. Yes. 
and realizing that I have an op- I can't control what they're doing, but I can control what I'm doing. Absolutely. I can control how I what I how I present myself and how what I say and being kind. Being kindness goes a long way. Absolutely. And it doesn't cost you hardly anything. And I think too having asking kind questions it, yes. to gain perspective and going in with those questions without an agenda. Yes, you. the goal is not for you to be, and we've already talked about this, the goal is not to always be heard. There are times when you know that you do need to be heard. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying for you to back down in all the moments, but what I am saying is, again, you're not just talking, it's not like we're keyboard warriors over here. We're talking to another human. Absolutely. And it, if we want to be heard, then we also need to learn to listen. And so that means that you're, like you said, asking those questions, yeah. and it could be anything from, tell me more about why you feel like that. Have you ever had an experience with X, Y, and Z? Why or why not? Just yeah. tell me more. And then you can leave it at that. You can listen and you don't have to, they don't have to hear you and it can still be a productive conversation. Absolutely. And like being, that's one of the, the most beautiful things I love about how God is so intentional with how he crosses our paths with one another is the relationships. We all mm-hmm. know, we get to have a personal relationship with Jesus and he's so kind that we get to have personal relationships with one another. And we get to encourage each other. Yes. And it is, it is, it's the thing. I mean, look at Jesus. He had him and his 12 closest friends. Like, hello. Yes. Did life together. But he still went over to Zacchaeus's house for tea. He sure did. Like, you know, for tea. <laughs> That's such an English <laughs> thing to say. For, for food. He yes. still, you know, he, he probably, other than disciples, spent the majority of his time. Like I think about, um, Mary, um, Washing his feet with her yes. hair, uh-huh. mm-hmm. and how like she was not anyone of importance. Yeah, if anything, she was being a nuisance to the religious people at that time. Well, I mean, and and they thought they thought that she was. They're like, yes, how dare you? Absolutely, how dare you do this for for Jesus? And it was like the relationship was there was so strong. Absolutely, and it, and the thing too that I, I just love to mention. Um, is that you never know when some your circle having being in your inner circle, but also you never know when you might be that positive influence for somebody that, that you like God is placing the moment, not it planting seeds that you may never see bear fruit, but there, it it could be one of those moments. Cause I'm thinking back to a time in college where I had a group of friends and I will say that they were, they were a very tight group and close of friends, but they, they were not believers. Like I was, and it's not that I didn't have friends that weren't, you know, that weren't believe that were believers, um, but we were we just so happened to be very close knit in a in a school organization, and I had someone say to me, "Why do you hang out with them?" Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, we at that point we'd been friends for so long and experienced so many things together because this organization just constantly brought us back together time and time again, right? And then someone new came into the into the circle, and they said, you know, they're different when you're not there. So interesting. And I thought, what do you mean? They're like, they're just, they're not the same. They're not as air quote bad. They don't cuss as much. They cuss more when you're, when you're not there. They say more crude jokes when you're not there. Interesting. And that wasn't, that was the first time that that experience had ever happened to me. And it, and it caused me to like really think about your influence 
God has, if God has gifted you influence and people to be influential mm-hmm. around, you never know the full weight of it. That is so true. And I think that something, a great note to end on is making sure that you are the thermostat and not the thermometer Ooh. of a situation. Because if you are listening to this and you struggle with particular things, like let's just say alcohol is your struggle. Mm-hmm. It's probably not best until you conquer or if you ever um, conquer the temptation of drinking in social settings to limit or create really healthy boundaries. Um, I wouldn't be going to any like <laughs> ragers. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just, just as a precaution, not boundaries. as a judgment to that person. But if you want to still hang out with those people say, Hey, you want to get coffee? Like, or lunch. So I think that in no, like in this, you have to know yourself and also know your security in who Christ is creating you to be Mm -hmm. and where your identity lies. Because for me, it's really no problem hanging out with people who differ than me, who may have different addictions and things Mm -hmm. like that, because I don't particularly particularly struggle with those things. Right. right. Um, And I don't mean that in a haughty way. It's just the truth. Yeah. So I think that that's something to keep in mind as well. Um, It's just being influenced and being a influence. Mm -hmm. But bottom line, if you're wondering, should I hang out with sinners? You already are. Oh, yeah. I hate to break it to you. Spoiler alert. (laughs) Spoiler alert. And just a comment on anyone who's judging you for hanging out with people that believe differently than you. They are also in sin for that judgment. I'm very, I said something very similarly in the hot tub. Look, let's, let's be very real. Like our job is to go and make disciples of men. And we're only hanging out with people who believe the same, who have like, who believe the same, act the same, think the same as us. Are we doing that commandment? Right. And, you know, I I think that Jesus challenges us in more, like, more opposite ways than we think. An example that comes to my mind is the verse where he's saying, it's so easy to love your friends and your family. I'm calling you to love your enemies. Like, I'm going to make you work that love muscle just a little bit harder than expected. Because it's so easy for me to love you, Liz. Mm -hmm. So easy. But when I'm really put to the test is when I have to love someone who really is getting under my skin. Oh, yeah. And if I can do that, what, like, that is, honestly, is that more of a form of love than loving, you know, Hunter or my dog? Because yeah. it's so easy to love them, yeah. you I, know? Mm-hmm. You're right. But anyway. This has been so good. Yeah. So we, we told you guys at the beginning of Hot Tub Hot Takes that we weren't going to like tell you an absolute, but I feel like this one kind of was, and I'm okay with that. I'm also okay <laughs> with it. Please, please make friends. Please show people love. Yeah. Like the, the Be reachers, not keepers. Yes. That was, what were you going to say? I'm sorry. The price. The, oh, the price of the the price of being kind, the price of loving somebody is so low. Like Absolutely, it, it it is a low stakes kind of action to to say hi. I'm thinking of you. Absolutely, to hold the door open to, you know, almost. I've, we've talked about this on the pod too. Sometimes I just want to be one of those people that rows down their windows and just like compliments people and say good things because oh, yes. we're all just walking around in this world and we all have our own demons and we've got our own things that we're worried about. We're, we're all surviving. We're yes. Yes, we are. And there's an, we have an opportunity and you have an opportunity to make that personal choice 
of, are you going to uplift somebody? Are you going to show somebody some love? Are you going to show somebody the truth, like share the truth of Christ? Right. That's something that we can control. So in, in our friendships, as we, as we look to expand our crew, that's a, it's a good place to start. Yeah. Just being kind. So guys, that's it for this episode. I hope this sound quality has been to your liking. I hope that you're, you guys are having a great start to your Tuesday and to your week. And I hope that you go back and listen to the other hot topics that we've discussed. And we've got more for you coming next Tuesday. It's going to be so good. I'm so excited. Yes. So we love y'all. If you like this podcast, give us a five-star review. If you don't like it, we're sensitive. Just leave it alone. <laughs> True. We don't like rejection. We're yeah, we're, we're not a fan. But you know, but if you do have a prayer request or a question, yes, or a topic that you want to hear us talk about, please DM us or email us. Let us know. We're here for you. For you. Yes. <laughs> All right. Bye, friends. Bye. Bye.